0: This episode of Relics of War is brought to you by Doghouse Systems. Go to doghousesystems.com, and if you buy a rig, enter the coupon code RELICS for $25 worth in Jinx merchandise.
1: Let's get ready to fail massively then, if everyone's
2: ready. Let's get ready to rumble!
3: I make it a habit to fail massively every day.
2: Ha <laughs> ha
1: Everybody, uh, you are listening to Relics of War, the podcast about Guild Wars, Guild Wars 2, and the Guild Wars community. I am Tasha, and I will be your host for today. Um, we have locked Ryan away because he failed at recording last week's show, and uh, he's now in a box at the bottom of the sea somewhere. No, I'm just kidding. He's sitting on the show this week. Um, he's uh, been uh, has had a bit of an operation this week, so uh, he's uh, he's just doing our, our sound recording. He probably will be communicating to us today mostly through sound effects, and possibly the occasional chuckle. Um, Also joining me today is Tiger Feet from the Secret Agent Cat blog. Hi, Tiger.
2: Hello. How are you doing this week? I'm doing fantastic. I got a new computer working. I should be back in Guild Wars soon. Trademark. (laughs) 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 And I'm just... Yeah, I'm just way excited to be here.
1: Fantastic. I also heard the, uh, the dulcet tones there of our... American Hatsman. man. Uh, Chaz, how are you doing?
3: Say, Shane. Ryan's going to be swimming with the fishers with Captain Martin Long, say. Uh Pretty good.
1: <laughs> good. <laughs> good news. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, Ryan is here, like I said, um, but I'm taking over the host this week, so uh, either this is going to crash and burn or it's going to be really fantastic and Ryan's going to be out of a job really soon, so we'll see what happens there. What have you guys been up to this week? Anything good?
2: I've been playing Minecraft. (laughs) How is that? I haven't actually played Minecraft yet. It's like Legos on steroids. Really? Seriously. Yeah, it's so much fun. I think I'm addicted.
1: (laughs) See, I keep looking at that and just thinking that looks a little bit blocky, a little bit funny, and I don't really fancy paying for something that's in alpha, but at the same time, I've also seen the guy who's made a calculator out of it, um, like an actual CPU. So uh, it looks like he has got a lot of scope
2: right there. Well, there's a um, there's a, a free mode you can play. It's just creative mode. There's no zombies or health or anything or crafting, but you can build stuff. That sounds cool. Yeah, yeah so if you want to check it out. But this isn't a Minecraft podcast, so I should probably stop talking about that.
1: <laughs> that's all right. You haven't had a PC to play Guild Wars on. I think, that's, I think you're allowed <laughs> I to explore alternatives to get your gaming fix. I think that's allowed. <laughs> <laughs> What about you, Chaz, but not to anything?
3: Uh, no, nothing. N- not really, just logging on periodically.
1: Okay. Uh,
3: Yeah, nothing really all that uh, exciting. Uh, sorry for my dead monotone voice. I'm pretty much a zombie right now. I just woke up, like, literally five minutes ago, and I just raced onto the computer remembering, oh, I'm on the show today. <laughs>
1: So, really, what you need is a, a big bucket of coffee like slopped over you right now.
3: Yeah, pretty much. I think they do that in concerts sometimes. You just sign a waiver, though. But anyway.
1: Sounds painful. Sounds hot as well. Um, yeah, my week this week has mostly been filled with... Uh, between being ill, I've had this like illness since the start of October that just seems to linger around and not go anywhere. Um, and also squeezing in uh, preparation for my Halloween event, alongside wedding stuff so that has been my week this week it's Dashing between like cake tastings and ordering dresses and stuff so mad times but it's good news though because halloween has hit guild wars and uh happy halloween to everybody out there this week i hope you guys have a good time and that your trick or treating uh goes well go and get some awesome stuff how are you guys ha- celebrating or are you celebrating at all
2: uh, we're gonna go and spend Halloween with our in-laws because we don't get any trick-or-treaters at our house. It all happens on the other side of town. Okay.
3: Uh, my, fo- me and my folks, we put a big bag of candy, and we're gonna get like five trick-or-treaters. So, we're gonna, u- some of that candy is gonna be given. But the rest, it's all ours.
1: <laughs> that sounds awesome. That sounds really, really good. It's quite interesting, seeing how um. Yeah, Halloween's a really, really big thing obviously over in the States. You guys go nuts on it. Every time I've been over that side of the pond during Halloween, it's been completely mental. And you come over here and there's almost nothing at all. Except this year, this is the first year that I've actually seen people really, really go nuts. There's one house that's not too far away from me that is completely decked out. It's the first time I've ever seen it. I also found uh, one of my colleagues at work who had never carved a pumpkin before. She's sort of 45 and she'd never carved one and neither had her children. So I made it my mission that this week I would go over to their house and teach them how to carve pumpkins. And there's an excellent picture of all of the pumpkins that we carved together. It's really, really good. So I might try and squeeze oh. a, a link into the show notes if I can.
2: Fantastic. I felt
1: that nice. they were uh, I, I felt that
2: they were kind of deprived. They, They are deprived. It's... I don't know, I always grew up carving pumpkins, it was a tradition. I was scandalized when one of my friends at work had her children do pumpkin tattoos, where you just, it's a, on transfer paper, I'm like, what is the fun of that? Yeah, the pumpkin doesn't rot, but it's, it's just not the same.
1: But the, the best bit of it is putting your hand in it for the first time and going, oh, it feels like someone's guts. Yeah! What?
2: <laughs> Captain,
0: what be that over there? Or that be Sequel Scuttlebutt.
1: So the big news from well really the last two weeks um is the PC gamer had an interview um with uh Stewie and had blown a statement of his out so far out of the water that everyone just kind of took the idea and ran with it. Um if you haven't seen it yet, head over to PCgamer.com, you'll be able to find the interview. Um it was about dungeons being possibly made as downloadable content for Guild Wars 2 um what did you guys think of this
2: at first when i saw I okay when i read the interview it was before they'd updated it so i read it as soon as they got out at its most controversial they said yes dungeons are confirmed as being downloadable content you're gonna get this and this and that and i'm like i don't know if i like that but then i thought about it and i thought about the bonus bonus mission pack and i'm like well if they release them in packages, like a number at a time, as opposed to having to buy each one individually, that's something I could probably get behind.
3: Okay, I actually did not like the downloadable content feature at all, um, for dungeons anyway. I always saw downloadable content, at least something that you pay for, as something that should be completely optional, like cosmetic items and whatnot, you know? And having like actual content be that you have to actually pay for kind of goes against the whole Guild Wars philosophy in my mind. Yeah. It sounds like a logistical nightmare. Hey guys, I'm going to do dungeon XYZ. It's downloadable content. Oh, crap. I don't have that. So I guess you're on your own. Ha ha. One great selling point with the the, uh, bonus mission pack in Guild Wars 1 was that it was solo. Completely solo. So, you know, you get in there, you do your little mission. That's really fun and cool and you should all check it out. And then you got out, and you, you didn't have to uh, do it with anyone else. That was one of the big point, main uh, selling features of the bonus mission packs.
1: Yeah, I and actually totally well. agree with you with that one. That was one of my first thoughts was, well, if I'm a guild leader and I'm trying to organize an event, I now can't put that dungeon as an event that I want us to go and do on Friday night, because what happens to the people who maybe either can't buy it because they're underage and don't have the means to actually hand over the money, or they just can't afford it this month, and then it kind of brings in, you know, the haves and the have-nots into mm-hmm. what should essentially just be a game.
2: Well, you had that a little bit too with the with the expansions. I remember when I first got back into Guild Wars, I didn't have Nightfall for the longest time, so there was, you know, a third of the content that I couldn't access. Um, I think if they did it, if they're if they're gonna do downloadable dungeon content. I would like to see it done as a means of miniature expansion packs. Which I
1: also thought was um, possibly a better way of doing this, because uh, I just did a quick sort of you know, math sort of thing in my head about, you know, if you released, say, a pack of four dungeons or a pack of five dungeons, sorry, every three months, and then you made them cost, say, um, four pounds each. Um, mm-hmm. And by the time that you've done a year's worth, well, that's... 20 dungeons, and you could go and sell that for £30 instead. And I feel, I I personally would feel better about handing over the £30 for a big block of content, rather than paying for a little bit every three months, because I think I'd feel like, well, is it really worth my £4, considering I haven't really finished last quarter's stuff?
3: Mm-hmm. So basically just stay with the old bottle. That's what you're basically thinking.
1: Yeah. yeah. I'd rather have okay. it in big dollops that I'm ready to buy when I've done all the rest of the content to death, rather than a constant drip of, here, give us more money. Ryan okay, wanted- so
3: Ryan, the man behind the curtain, just <laughs> wanted to point out to everyone here that the interview was really just a pa- that the interview and in where uh, Stewie, you know, kind of said what he said it was just a passing example gesture, and it's not really something that he, uh, that they have as a plan that's you know dead that they're dead set on um gotta remember that pc was it pc gamer
1: yes it was. it was
3: it was pc gamer they're trying to sell they're just like all other media outlets they're trying to sell a story to you and they will blow things out of proportion so that people hear it and if it's more controversial the better
2: mm. yeah from when i went back and they had included the entire quote it sounded like he was just throwing everything out there under the sun and see like we're open to these things being downloadable content, but we want to see what our community thinks about it first. If, if that's something they'd want, then sure, we'll do it. But if it's not, then we're not going to force it on.
3: At least you didn't pull up Peter Molyneux and didn't promise you the moon. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I mean, this was the other thing that came out of it was they seemed to imply that um, they wanted to hear what the fans were willing to, to pay for. Now, we've just had the results of the Warren Kriter survey, uh, which we'll come to later on. Um, but it seems to me like ArenaNet haven't really given us an avenue of directly telling them what we would be happy to pay money for directly. They like, haven't say, what would you think about X, Y, Z, you know, uh, that kind of thing. So. Um, I actually did a call into the show last week. And I'm actually going to ask us now. Um, what would you guys actually pay for, or what uh, w- or what would you not pay for, um, if that would be easier to answer?
2: Honestly? I would. So, yeah, go ahead, Chaz. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
3: you know, we should just like have I don't know like buttons to ring so we can call in our answer, and there would be no interruption. Uh, anyway, that's just my little thought of the day. Um, but really. Uh, for in terms of what Warren Crider offered, I would never pay for that. It was a gated, long, worn-out experience, in my humble opinion, and I would not pay real money for it.
2: I really um, enjoyed Warren Crider, but yeah, I'm I'm with you. I wouldn't have paid for it.
3: I wouldn't have paid for it, but it was fun. Don't get me wrong. It's just not the kind of fun that I would actually shelve out money for.
2: But in terms
1: of like costumes for Guild Wars 2 or du- uh, dungeons or you know transmutation stones, what would you feel happy paying for?
3: i cool costumes, yeah, definitely, man. Um, transmutation stones. Uh, I'm still on the flip side about this. I probably wouldn't, to be honest, just because I like to just make use of what I have. But that's just me. So a lot of people would probably love to have transmutation stones, and it'd be a hot item to choose
2: yeah i'm I'm kind of on the fence about the transmutation stones too, not whether they're good or bad that they're in the cash shop, but whether or not I'd buy them because they'd mentioned you might be able to get a few through in game means. Mm-hmm. I'd just have to wait until I'm actually playing the game and see how I feel then um I'm all for the the costumes i'm actually would really like to pick up this year's Halloween costumes mm-hmm. because I've got a thing about the digit grade legs mm-hmm. see i should uh, all the
1: times I've been on the show and I've said, I don't like the costumes, they you know, they all look bad. I actually went out and bought the Halloween costumes this year, and finally, the first time ever, my monk actually looks feminine in the ball gown. So, uh, well <laughs> done, ArenaNet, you forced me to buy a costume. Well done. Congratulations. So, what did you guys think of those? You said you liked the, the look of them, Tiger.
2: Yeah, I wish the girls had more slender goatee legs, though, as opposed to just like a high-heel hoof boot. Kind of like the men. I'm jealous of the men with with the hooves.
3: (laughs) Uh, Ryan just wanted to point out that if a female ritualist in a raiment will, I think this is the lich raiment, will toss you a crotch peak of the infinite if she dances. Just saying, yo.
1: (laughs) I think that's almost a pro tip for the pixel lovers amongst us. It
3: is. Yeah, um... (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> this is quite funny because yeah, like... we can we can see that Ryan's typing something and it takes a couple of seconds for him to actually finish typing. So I'm glad this episode isn't going out live. Otherwise, it'll be like uh nothing's happening.
3: Uh, everyone, uh, Ryan Singleton wrote Xingji was just a crotch fest. I point out th- I point this out to you, Ryan. When is it not a crotch fest? <laughs> Well played. He says well played, so I feel happy. Anyway, um, <laughs> but yeah, the uh, Lich Raymond and the uh, Mad King Thorn suits look absolutely stunning and they're really cool. I think they definitely are worth the transaction because the other costume pieces, they always felt a little dull in my mind, you know, like very simple. But these ones look quite exquisite and unique.
2: Yeah, speaking of which, how much are they?
1: Um, uh, I can only tell you what they were in pounds, um, but they were. Six ninety nine for both, or I think it was four nine or three ninety nine for one. I think it ends up November being 20th. just a couple of pounds extra for both
2: of them. Anyway,
3: until November twentieth, they'll go for ten dollars American. Um, but they go. You can also buy each of them for seven dollars.
2: Afterwards, oh, are they going to be discontinued?
3: Okay, oh, yeah, eleven dollars for both in US. No, they won't be discontinued, but the offer is on the store where you can get both of them for eleven instead of two of them for seven each.
2: Hmm. Yeah, I'll have to pick that up.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, talking about Halloween, um, have you guys been enjoying the content on Tiger? Obviously, you've only just got your PC back, so I guess it's more at Chaz. You know, what have you been enjoying this year, the Halloween stuff?
3: Oh, uh, they added a new. Qu- two new quest lines actually for the Halloween for Halloween. So I definitely checked those up with some of the guild mates. Um, yeah. You have to go all around different areas of uh, Krita. Huh. I had to go through different areas of uh, Krita and Alona and just do Halloween funny stuff. It was kind of, there were uh, one, there was one where you actually went into a dungeon, like a new dungeon. Mm.
1: Yeah. I tried and that one last it. night. I, yeah. I've never been able to kill Rot Scale on my own. No, oh, you
3: don't have to even kill a rot scale. All you gotta do is run past him.
1: But the thing was, he was body blocking me at the top of the stairs. So I was there oh, with geez. a full te- full like load of heroes and henchies, because I'm an antisocial person. Um, and he wouldn't budge from the top of the stairs for ages. So, yes, I uh, I went to that dungeon with nearly 60% DP on everyone. I- rot scale is a that real sucks. problem for me. Um, so. Yeah,
3: he's he's a tough cookie to crack. For those of you who are worrying about him, Bring protection, Protective Spirit, because everyone's going to take a lot of damage, mm. so mitigate that with Protective Spirit and you'll be fine. Uh, just take out key uh, port, and just take, flag your heroes, or not flag them, take out key enemies and you'll be fine.
2: That sounds fantastic for me, like it should be pretty easy for a Prop Monk to get a group then, do you think? Yeah. yeah.
3: Also, one thing you can do is uh, just be um assassin secondary and just load up with a bunch of shadow steps and try and get lucky
1: that's a good point yeah um did you do the uh the nightfall ones as well
3: yep we did actually and it was they were quite weird it was what was it the first one we had to find three different um evil suitor spirits and kill them yes that Since was the- annoying
1: that was really really strange. I ended. I could see the first two when I was there. Uh, if you haven't seen these, yeah, by the yeah. way, um, the there was oh, two new hilarious. quest chains in um, one in Lion's Arch, which is three quest chain. Another one in Camelot another three quest chain. Um, and um, the first one of the Camadan one takes you to find Kingthorne's wife. Hello, I didn't know he had one. Um, he has and... five,
3: apparently.
2: <laughs>
3: if you read the dialogue, which is actually quite amazing, you should read this dialogue. If you haven't, if you've already scaled through it, go onto the wiki and, read it, re-read, and uh, reread it, because it's worth every eyeful.
1: Yeah, I was a bit like, what? He has a wife? Wait, he has five? It seems like that guy's got 99 problems, and the bitches are one, you know? it's.
3: Oh, he <laughs> lit them on fire, so it looks like he did something right.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes. Angry ladies glaring at you, Chaz.
3: Oh, I know. <laughs> hey, he um, had five wives. He has a son down, I mean.
1: That's true, that's true. Um... So uh, yeah, I found the first two suitors fairly easy, and the other one I was like, "Where is he?" I expected him to be in the palace, the palace, and I just couldn't find him. So yes, it was mildly frustrating. The rest of them were Um, fine though.
3: Yeah, it was. uh, I'd say it's one of those things where Arena should use that freaking um, green. What is it? That green star thing because it worked it's in every other quest might as well have it in that one because it's annoying Mm. um me and some of my group mates we were taking bets on where it would be i said i bet it's all the way like on the other side of the zone and they said no i bet it's in the amphitheater Then nail one's like no it's not going to be in the amphitheater that's not even in the area so we had this big conversation back and forth so i just took a swallowed a cupcake ran around the zone i said yeah it's (laughs) on the other side Apparently, um, this, though, there's, the,
1: there's seven of them, I think, in the, yeah, the zone. Um, yeah. I, I have to admit, I, I got annoyed and just looked up, up on the wiki. Uh, mm-hmm.
3: So we, were, we did it before the wiki article was actually read. Oh, so right,
1: yeah.
3: We were little explorers. But um, the second and third portions of the quest were actually hilarious. Um, You have to go out into the Bone Palace and fight off Joko's minions and whatnot. And you have to kill a certain number of them, and they have this thing called a kilometer. Thank you, ArenaNet. That's hilarious.
2: <laughs> kilometer? How does how did yeah. this, okay? Explain how this thing works to me, because I don't okay, know what you're talking about. basically,
3: um, in the storyline, uh, Joko and Joko uh, and Nad King Thorn don't like each other. It's like a rivalry thing. So what okay. you have to do is go out and show uh, Joko what's what. With the Mad King Thorn, get ready for uh, his arrival. So you go out to the, uh, what's it called, the uh, Bone Wastes. You compl- and you just basically rip apart Joko's minions that are coming in waves. And then the third one, the third one was really weird. I don't know. I think I got face raped somehow. <laughs> <laughs> I saw that. Basically, you fight a giant, phantom, beast creature, and yeah.
2: Specific jazz is specific. Yeah.
3: I don't know. It was like it looked like a tentacle beast, and it didn't speak English. At least uh, when you like had it roar at you. Yes. It was like a bunch <laughs> of. It was it reminded you of a Lovecraft novel. I'm gonna call it Cthulhu.
1: Nice. I wouldn't even begin to try and pronounce the creature's name. It it was worse than Zzoraxi. You know, it was it had that many Zs and Qs and stuff in it that it was just like what. So.
3: Okay, you know what? I take it I take it back. He's not called Cthulhu, He's called A S D F of Z X C V. That like Is really that...
2: his name, or are you making? No, a joke? no.
3: It's it sounds like it sounds like that's how they came up with the name. They just yeah. smashed their head
1: on the keyboard and <laughs> yeah. around oh, for like yeah. a
2: while. See, yeah. now you've given me a. A challenge. I really wanna see hit this name and try to pronounce it.
1: I'm looking out for it for you now. I will I will copy paste it into into the, the chat room and uh, we'll see if you can you can pronounce it if you're brave enough. Fantastic. Hang on. Are we going
3: Quitzelkak <laughs>
1: <laughs> <clears throat> Yeah, Quitzelkak. <clears throat> <clears throat> you're a braver lady than I am. Congratulations. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah. Ya, Cthulhu <laughs>
1: So what about the Costume Brawls Club? They got an overhaul as well. We heard that uh, Stummy was working on those. Um, I understand there's been new disguises and a new map and some skills?
3: Oh, yes. Yeah. So here's a crazy th- uh, thing. Um, they introduced several different characters that you can transform into. They're all random, right? But uh, instead of having just one for each sex and each class, they have two for each sex in each class. So, for example, a male paragon, he can either show up as the Norn Eagle Fireteller or Sogolon, which was a Nightfall henchman. No, not even Sogolon, uh, General Morgan Freeman. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And That's how- kind of cool. How is it? Like I haven't gone into Costume Brawlers yet. I keep saying every single holiday I will go in and I'll get myself some more gamer points. And then I keep going, yeah, no. Um, and uh, um, go for it. No go. Okay, so the trouble (laughs) is, right? People start typing in the chat room, and I start reading it, and my mouth just stops talk, stops working at all. Just go what? People are typing. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, it's my bad. It's why when I'm on the radio, I can't have IRC up because if I do, I end up reading what people are saying. So yes, go Chaz, go, save us.
3: Okay, so for those of you who who uh, played Costume Brawl last year, the assassin is no longer so goddamn overpowered. (laughs) Um, yeah, he had Palm (laughs) Strike and five dual attacks. It was not pretty. He was just smashing through people, and it wasn't even fun. Everyone was an assassin at the end of it. Um, but nowadays, everything Ryan. is a lot yeah. more...
1: Someone knock every... Ryan on the head again. Knock him out. Oops.
3: I'll just drop him. Anyway. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, how was it? So the costume brawl. Um, the bars are pretty balanced now, actually. Um, the ritualist and the monk have a bit of... a group utility skills, but they're not so overpowered that they're a dedicated healing profession in the costume brawl.
1: Which
3: um, is good. Yeah, yeah, the assassin is pretty much gutted. Like, I mean, if you give repeating strike to an assassin, he's going to be terrible. Mm-hmm. Um, What was it? The warriors, The warrior bar is actually very interesting, and it's definitely fun to use. None of the bars are actually all that amazing, but that's the whole point of costume brawl, to play with what you have. And so far, the only thing that really sounds like it could be overpowered would be the ranger bar. Tasha, you should try this.
1: It, well, at least they've given the uh, the overpoweredness the correct profession. That's all I can say <laughs> on this matter.
3: Master <laughs> profession. So, yeah, for those of you who don't know, the uh, ranger has, in this build, has troll engine, pin down, savage shot, incendiary arrows, and kindle arrows. Which is actually really nice, because it means they can spike, it means they can interrupt, and they can also survive a lot more. Furthermore, they're the, one of the only professions that can apply the crippled condition to boot. They can apply it at range. So that's really powerful, especially in some areas where you want to actually cap shrines and it's more of a movement fight.
1: But I don't think the bar was the same last year, was it? I think last no, year it, it was Melandru's shot, was it? It was Mel's yeah, shot last year? Yeah.
3: yeah. Yeah.
1: So at least it's and kind of been toned line. back a little bit from there because pin down still quite um, costly.
3: Still quite potent.
1: Yeah. Um, So that is the Halloween stuff. Obviously. Can I I just
3: uh, say one more thing? Oh,
1: yeah, go for it. Sorry. I thought you were done.
3: The Dervish Bar sucks, Arena (laughs) Nat.
2: Oh. Oh. (laughs) I was about to ask about that because I'm wanting to get my Dervish some love now.
3: They quadruple. They quadruple. um, What's it? What would you call it? they quadruple uh, attribute point spread at the dervish Oh no! so it's, uh, they, can't, they can't do anything
2: Oh. and now is that the official dervish update or is that just the costume brawl dervish just
3: the costume brawl I'm pretty sure if they did the update they'd be so power creeped that they would just eat the entire costume brawl themselves I do know what they did to the mesmer which actually is pretty balanced by the way you'll have fun
1: awesome sounds like good times right there Yep. So the last bit before I uh kill Sequel Scuttlebutt anymore with jumping around topics. Um Martin uh Kerstein answered a metric butt ton of questions uh in an interview on I think it was a German uh community site. Um there's a full translation of it into English uh on uh Gilbert's to Guru. We'll link it in the show notes as well. Um but he answered a load of different questions on things like traits, personal story, events um, a little bit about PvP as well, which is nice to see. Um, is there anything that you guys picked out as being really significant from it? I haven't read it yet. At least you're um, honest, that's fine. I remember fine.
3: reading this. <laughs> um, well, here's one thing. You know how they always talk about mana potions being one of the ways to uh, regain energy during uh, long fights? They're actually reevaluating this because they're not really happy with what it is at the moment.
2: I figured they would. Yeah. Just because they've come right out and say it, you know, we need something to manage this, and right now it's potions, but we're not. We don't really. We don't like it any more than you do. Mm-hmm.
1: Which is good to see that they're open at least to saying we haven't got this quite right yet. Yep. Mm-hmm. Rather than people getting all uppity arms about it.
2: Oh, they'll get all uppity arms anyway. But I true. like seeing honesty from a developer. It's very encouraging.
3: Mm-hmm. They're also saying that there are not too... Um, they don't have the details for Transmutation Stones completely ironed out. They do want to like put them into the game, but they're not sure if making it as um, simply a transaction that you pay at the store to be the one thing that they really want to do.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Like, they might actually... Give, make it so that you, there's a possibility you can actually get transmutation stones in other, through other means, like maybe go through the personal story, and then they'll give you as a reward or something. That's just speculation, pure speculation at this point.
1: So all you mm-hmm. people who whinged and moaned and got you p- talking pitchfork out, ha ha!
3: It worked. It worked. Um, also, <laughs> no, it will not be possible didn't work. to buy weapons. It will not be possible to die weapons.
1: Yeah, I saw this. I was a little bit sad faced about it, I have to admit, when I saw that you can die weapons. I quite like uh quite like doing that. I know you, there's not very many weapons that you can actually do it and it changes a significant area. But if I can change just the wrapping on an axe, I quite like being able to do that. So I'm a little bit sad faced about it, but it just means that I'll have to go and find more weapons that I like.
2: I don't know. I never really bothered dying weapons in the first place. Oh I do I did. It all Just the time. because I have a pretty pink the... sight now <laughs> Oh oh! Hmm. You're singing my tune
3: <laughs> Yeah If you want a, a site that dies Really well um, Get either an oppressor weapon Or an Azurin weapon
2: I remember that For whenever my dervish gets out of Istan Well now you have a PC So you'll be able to so there you go. Yes Yeah
3: exactly sky will be blue.
2: I heard it's going to be produced by ArenaNet.
3: I heard you can use a keyboard with this game. I heard this game will work on Windows 7. I
1: heard you'll need a monitor to play this I game. I heard the normal are really tall.
0: That's just
1: speculation. With the information as it stands so far, assuming we will also see a Mesmer and a renamed Assassin in Guild Wars 2, what race and profession do you
2: plan to play
1: as first? Go, Tiger.
2: I'm going to be a char and whatever um, Ember Doomforge was. Because she had a sword and a pistol, and that just sounds fantastic.
1: And what kind of tail are you gonna have?
2: What? Can't you change <laughs> the uh, the tails on the char? Didn't I see that? Oh, the fluffy or non-fluffy tail is dependent on gender.
1: Really? See, I didn't females have fluffy that.
2: tails. Yeah. But actually, I'm, I'm betting that Ember was the assassin. Either right. renamed or not.
3: So oh, that would be actually kind of cool. If the assassin was like the big gunslinger class.
2: No, 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 no. I don't think it'll be a gunslinger, but I think oh, it'll okay. be able to use pistols. Okay. Um, what about you, Chaz?
3: Char, paladin. Or whatever the paladin is going to be. Um, last episode, we called it the, Chicas- the Chicasita. Um, if you don't know what we're talking about, go to uh, Guild Wars Two wiki. Go to professions. You will see an image with a chick in blue and white armor with a blue wing head. With a blue wing head, um, it looks very uh, paladin clerical like. If you guys have played any D and D before, so yeah, looking really forward to when they announce that.
2: I think she so also much sorry, gone pretty much our mysterious second uh, soldier class.
3: Yeah, pretty much actually. um... Recently, on ArenaNet official, the, their uh, YouTube persona, they released a concept art, which is about a week old, I think, and they actually show a whole bunch of these professions, and a lot of the steampunk universe that they're showing in Guild Wars 2. So if you do get a um, a minute or two during your day, check that out.
1: Yeah, I agree with Chaz right there. I've watched the video, and oh my word, there is some amazing concept art in there.
2: Yeah. Well, what are you... What do you think about Guild Wars 2, Tasha? What are you going to play first?
1: Um, well, I have to have a human something or other to uh, carry on my current character's bloodline. I've already decided that it probably will not be Ranger, but I'm still waiting to see what the rest will be first. Um, but otherwise, I'm also going to make my first male character. I'm going to have a male Azura, um, probably an Elementalist as my second character. Um so yes, that's my plan. I quite like the look of the Azura, and uh, especially the men. The the ladies Azura look funny to me, um. But the male Azura,
2: I just want to be able to ride in a golem, really. See, I'm in the I'm same boat. folks. Actually, if I make an Azura, I think it's going to be a m- a man,
1: which mm-hmm. is which is interesting, I think, because I've never actually ever
2: really wanted to play
1: a male character uh, for any of the other races. Um, it's only the
2: Azura that I feel like. That's a bit better, yeah, me either. I actually wrote a blog post about it talking about how when I'm playing a game like this, I feel that I am the character. I mean, not like in a creepy way, but just I, I to know the what point you mean. Where, where if I try playing as a male, I feel all itchy and like uncomfortable, like this isn't my skin.
1: yes, mm. yes, I agree, I agree, but yeah. I've completely lost my train of thought now. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Guild Wars Professions, where do you want to be?
1: Yes, I was going over my emergency joke with a, a the uh, a warrior walked into a bar and no one was surprised. Anyway, um, well, how would you feel about being a part of a very closed beta?
2: Where do I sign up? <laughs> yeah, really.
1: <laughs> really? You guys are like, I want to be on board with the, the closed beta. Oh, absolutely.
3: Yeah. Why not?
1: See, I'm completely the flip side of this. I don't want to be involved in a really close beta at all. See ya. Okay. It's fine. It's <laughs> fine. My reason for that, though, is because I don't want to experience all the content before all my other friends. And not I don't want to get burnout before the game releases. Because <laughs> so, that was what would happen if I was in close beta. I would just like go nuts on it.
2: I would probably... Play a character or a race that I'm not going to play in the um, in the main.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: Um, but I am completely anal about reporting problems. Um, like when just recently when I've been playing Minecraft, I've been emailing them every time it crashes and everything I see wrong. I send them an email. They're probably getting sick of me now. And I've only been playing in the alpha for two days. <laughs>
1: But that's the kind of thing that people in beta and alpha should be doing, which a lot mm-hmm. of gamers these days don't think is expected of them. So uh, I think they actually would probably be appreciating all the bugs you're, you're catching, because that's kind of what you're there for.
2: Yeah, yeah. I it's something I really, really enjoy doing, just feeling like I'm a part of making it a better game.
1: But yes, this is actually one of my my pet peeves: is people who go into beta and expect the game to be perfect straight away. If you're in a beta right now and you're moaning about it, get yourself out of it. That's not what it's for. It's there because it's not finished. Yeah. yeah.
3: Stop being and impatient. <laughs> yeah.
1: So, um, we touched on this a little while ago, but um, the I'm not going to say that Chicasita is that how you say it? Chikasita. Chikasita. We, we so we, we talked about that a little bit earlier on, so we said expecting this to be kind of a paladin class. I think she's also known as a blue mace lady. That's how I know her as anyway. <laughs> is that the right same one? Blue line? Mace
3: Lady sounds like you're trying to uh, sell a can of mace to someone. <laughs>
2: <laughs> New mace. Now we've blue lady scent.
1: So we've done all those ones. What would you expect out of the last profession spot?
2: I think it's going I think the last profession revealed is going to be our Blue Mace Lady. I think they're going to reveal the new adventurer class before the new soldier class.
1: So what would you yeah, expect um... that to be?
2: Oh, I'm so sorry. I'm dropping things. Um, I honestly don't know. I think there's so many directions they can go in. Um, it could be some kind of like heavily armored caster. It could be a buff class, but I don't think it'll be purely a buff class because we've seen every class has the ability to do multiple things. Mm-hmm. So I I really don't know. I'm not actually forming any opinions on this.
1: Which kind okay, of to so me um, indicates that you think that the Mez will become a scholar class which is
2: interesting considering I
1: actually consider them to be more an adventurer class.
2: I thought they could become an adventurer class but then that would preclude the existence of the assassin and I want the assassin to exist so I'm not going to believe in that. Wait so a second. Right now why would, why would that preclude for- that the assassin would exist? System. No, you're right. I just thought about it. it. If one of them's renamed, we could have a, an assassin and the mesmer like a renamed and assassin then have and a mesmer. Scholar is the last one. Mhm. Okay. Yeah, that's that's really interesting. Sorry, I'll stop talking. I'm about willing the task. to believe in that.
3: <laughs> <laughs> no problem. So, right now we have four the prof- uh, profession reveals. We have the warrior, we have the elementalist, we have the necromancer, we have the ranger. We know that there's going to be a Mesmer and a renamed assassin waiting in the wings. We know there's going to be a Chickasita. There's going to be an eighth one, right? We don't really know that much about this eighth one. So what I think is that since none of these professions really um, are, really uh, include the uh, concept of a class that really utilizes guns and promised us a class that's going to utilize guns, I think it's going to be a gunslinger kind of class that actually uses guns extensively. So... Last episode it... when we were speculating, we were talking, thinking about it like it an engineer that sets up traps and makes mechanical gadgetry and adds stuff to their weapons and blows stuff up.
2: Oh, man. That's a really good point. Because didn't they take traps away from the hunter? No, no they actually
3: still have them.
1: No. Oh. Uh Rangers still have traps. They just took yep. away the interrupting bit that I actually enjoy.
2: I'm not bitter <laughs> at all. But, but it... yeah. Sorry, um... Call it an engineer, call it a gunslinger, call it a swashbuckler, just please don't call it a straight-out gunner. That just bugs the crap out of me. If you want to get under my skin, start calling it a gunner.
1: I feel bad for every time I've called it a gunner now. (laughs) (laughs) But if there was an engineer, I would so be right there, that's so up my street. Seriously. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I might have to do that, too. I, I would be, like, embodying Kaylee. It is Kaylee from Firefly? Is that the one? Yes. Yes, that would be. That would be it. So... Um, In the first big expansion pack, assuming there will be one, which I think is almost a, there will be one, um, imagine they were to release a new race, what would you want it to be? Now, I had to preclude this with, I think that's a a bad idea, because that's where the Slippery Soap started in the first place, but I didn't make up the question, Ryan, so go. Tengu, Tengu, Tengu,
3: Tengu, Tengu. Tengu. (laughs) Also, the reason why I think adding a race is better than adding a class is because a class you have to bounce around a race is just purely cosmetic when it comes right down to it. I don't think PVP in terms of PvP, they're really going to go for the whole uh, what is it, the whole racial bonuses and whatnot because that's just stupid in my humble opinion. I but but, you know that's not really like a good that's not a good reason. Right from there, but it also it promotes a lot of re-rolling and needless transactions to, to change your character's race.
1: But aren't there some skills which are based on race, like the Hounds of Balthasar for humans? Yes, yes,
3: but will it be PvP?
2: In... Oh, so, right, yeah, okay, I see part, where you're coming from, yes. That's the
3: big uh, question, yeah.
2: And then there's the point that the racial skills are just less powerful version of, versions of class skills, too. Right-o. Okay. All right Okay, alright. So... So we have a um, Tengu from Chaz and um, from Taya. I want centaurs so bad.
3: <laughs> That's what Ryan I, actually wants. So I
2: know it's not likely. He's probably clapping likely. his
3: hands in joy right now because there's another believer.
2: Well, I know it's not likely because they're not bipedal and it'll be more difficult to design armor to fit them. But I've just had a thing for centaurs for as long as I can remember. As a new player to Guild
0: Wars... Oh Togo, I just want to get through this already! Shut up!
1: So, Togo Soapbox this week. We have two topics. Uh, the first one we covered quite a lot of already. Uh, what's the skinny on these Halloween costumes, and how long will they last?
3: They will last indefinitely, but the offer to get both of them for $11 US, or I believe it was $7... $7 pounds. Yes. Um, it will only last till November 20th, so if you want to get in on that deal get in on it before November 20th.
2: Good to know. Yeah. Yep.
3: Also, I just want to mention this one thing that I didn't, have t- I didn't bother mentioning mm. in the last panel when we were talking about uh, Halloween costumes. The female assassin, one of them, is actually um, a character that hasn't even been introduced yet. It'll be introduced with um, probably when they introduce the new uh, Warren Kreida-ish content for uh, Kantha.
2: I'm not exactly sure what you're talking about. When Could you explain yeah. that a little bit more?
3: Okay, so one of the uh, costumes in the costume brawl is actually a character that hasn't even been released yet.
2: Oh, right.
1: Okay. And
3: it's a female assassin. Don't know anything. It's probably going to be a character that's going to be introduced in, I'm going to call it the Crisis in Kantha, because we had the war in Kryda, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know, it's it's kind of interesting because they just completely threw that character out of the blue and we don't even know anything about it. All we know is that it's a mysterious assassin. Aren't they okay. all? Yep.
1: Even more so this time.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> we'll be talking about um, the uh, Christ and stuff in a second, but before we move Definitely. on, what the heck is up with PBX Wiki? It's where oh, you get okay. builds.
3: Oh, no, 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 but it's, it's even worse than that. Right now, um... Wikia updated to web 2.0 and they add that little um, like dislike feature for Facebook and, and other apps like that. So, and it clashed terribly with uh, the layout of PBX Wiki. So PBX Wiki is right now in the process of, of moving to curse. And by doing that, they are very much saying it to everyone, vandalize PBX Wikia. Because oh, there's so absolutely. It's,
2: it's like unusable yeah. now?
3: Well, you can still use it. It just, <laughs> there's a lot of trolling going on people um changing bills like if you go search up six man eyeway instead of getting a build team you'll get a picture of chuck norris <laughs> that's so awful people are, people are doing that because they want um, pbx wikia to die they want the uh, pbx curse wikia to be the main thing when it's ready this is because um wikia said that they do not want to actually take the wikia down because it still gets hits and if it still gets hits, that means that they're getting money from advertisers, so they're going to keep right. it up like that.
2: So, is the new wiki for Curse up and running yet?
3: Nope. It will be announced um, in a Guru post. If you're okay. not, most of the builds are still um, are still go- are still uh, intact. A few of them are vandalized, but just one thing: one of the vandalisms throughout the entire section is that everything is now meta, apparently.
2: Right.
1: Pdx wiki. Yeah.
2: That makes me pretty unhappy because I don't <laughs> know a lot of these builds and that's where I go to find them. And if there isn't a good alternative yet, I'm up a creek without a paddle. Well, well one way you can this.
1: check is if it's been vandalized is on the top of every wiki there's also like a history tab. You can go and look at the history of the page. If you go back three or four virgins Virgins? Did I say virgins, virgins. or virgins? <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's so In match up anyway, um <laughs> if you go back to your f- poor versions and it still looks the same as it does now, and the time isn't like the last you know twelve hours or what have you, you can pretty much say that whatever's there is right, but if it changes dramatically in a very short space of time and looks very very different, you can probably say it's been vandalized, in which case, just go back to the one that you've just clicked on the historical version and run that instead. That's mm-hmm.
2: still obnoxious as all get out, though. Oh, yeah, absolutely.
1: Uh, I don't condone this at all,
2: um, but I can see why they're doing it. Well, I wish they had waited until the alternative was up and ready. You know, that's, that's all I've
3: well, got. Some to people see. are really gung ho about this. That's the thing.
1: Yeah. The week is a long time in the internet. Yeah. Yep.
3: Yeah. That's like a lifetime. Um, Why not? Can you repeat the part of this stuff?
1: Ryan, keep at it again, cause Chaz spoke over it, and it's going to sound dodgy on my recording. He's a noob. I know.
0: Um, can you repeat the part of this stuff where you said all about the uh, things? Excellent. Let the people have their pro tip sauce.
1: All right. In place of a pro tip, we'll uh, will do some Guild Wars awesome news, and also string up Chaz for a big enough cake. Um, <laughs> let's talk about the coming... Guild Wars Beyond Stuff. So this has all come from Mr. Stumme, um, that rhymes with Yomir. Uh He posted a, a blog post about the results of the War and Criter survey that was taken by about 10,000 people, of which I was one of them. I finally finished the War in Criter this week, finally, and yes, I felt that I could answer the questions without having completely finished it, because all I had left to do was Battle for Lion's Arch, and I did 75% of that, so fine. Anyway... So, the most significant stuff to come out of this was right towards the end, where they um, tipped off that they're, they're changing GVG rewards and trying to make them more rewarding, and also the introduction of Embark Beach. Do you want to jump in on this? That's I'll so up, jump in. Yeah.
2: Go ahead, Chaz.
1: All cha. right.
3: Cha.
2: <laughs> cha.
3: Man of Mystery. Anyway, so Embark Beach. It's going to be a central hub located in the Great, Great Temple of Balthazar area. Not in like that uh, the outpost, but like in the uh, zone area. Anyway, it's going to be a place where you can instantly teleport to any mission you want and you can group up with people there. You can, and also in this update, you're going to be able to outfit yourself with seven heroes. Not three, but seven.
1: So, so yeah. all the stuff that Stummy um, said right here in Reddit Support with the interview we had with Ryan... Hello, people. It happened.
3: I made so, it happen, people. <laughs> <laughs> it,
1: wasn't, it wasn't me. It was all Ryan. All Ryan, the, uh, the guy in the box. I well. know, like
3: the, reason, the reason why I, I say this is because, um, really, when everyone started to, say, started to jump on the Seven Heroes bandwagon, it was after um, Ryan's interview, and I remember... and We talked about this last episode, but it was never actually um, aired. We talked about this last time, and I was one of the guys who said, will we be having Seven Heroes? And I added that question to the interview. Ryan was the, st- the one who delivered it and everything, and Stummy was the one who gave the answers, but yeah. So it is that part it's of the process. Your fault?
1: You it heard could it here be. first. It could be,
3: but honestly, honestly <laughs> I think it was a group effort.
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> Guild Wars Guru, without its complete trolling and vagina Head Explosion um, effort, it would not have come to pass.
2: Yeah, probably. Well see, I'm not sure how I feel about Embark Beach itself. I wish there were an easier way to travel between locations in the different campaigns. Like hmm. I don't mind going to the outpost for the like the Zeishin quests. I actually really like that. But I wish when I I wish when I hit my map I could zoom out and see Kantha, Ilona, and Kryta and the Eye of the North stuff all at once so I didn't have to take the boat to the main cities.
1: Yeah. let right. well, okay. a sort of do that, but the interesting thing is it says it will allow players to travel to all mission outposts that they're eligible for from a single location. Mm-hmm. So that kind of indicates that the way that I read it, and I've heard other people read it a different way, is that you'd be able to go to the mission outposts and then choose whether you want to actually do the mission or maybe you go and vanquish from that area. Um, yeah. But obviously there'll be some outposts that'll be missing from that, so you won't have to do that from all locations. Oh!
2: That's a different... In- that's different from what I was assuming. I thought you That's were-
1: what I read from the... What was written there, but I've heard other people saying that you, it'll only be for missions, and that you basically will launch directly into the mission from Embark Beach. So, I don't really know. See, if I do
3: know that you'll be able to access elite areas from Embark Beach, so that's gonna be really easy for pugs to form their groups. So you don't have to yeah. like go all the way to the domain of anguish to get a group for uh what's it called, Malik. so You can actually stay in Embark Beach and get a group for either Underworld, Fissure of Woe, Wo, or DOA.
1: What about Ergos and um the does,
3: ergos or deep, deep? I it. yeah, but it's yeah you can definitely do that as well.
2: Okay. Alright. Let's see. Yeah, if it's something like where you you're on the beach and then it takes you to the outpost and then you go on the mission, that's something I could get behind, because then you'll still have people in the outposts.
3: You, see, mm. you have people in outposts? That's so weird because I never actually see anyone in outposts nowadays.
2: Well, you do sometimes for, like, for the Zeichen mission and True. if you go to the DOA.
1: Which is the other thing that I think they could really do with adding into Inback Beach is actually the, the Zeichen. Um, missions for that day. I think they should be yep. at the signpost should go into Embark Beach.
3: It'd also be nice if they had the reward vendors in that same area as well.
1: Yes. As well as the storage and a merchant, because I can imagine people just zoning straight back there. Yep. Right away, so. Okay. Um, I think we've done the seven hero discussion before, so I won't go through that again.
3: It's amazing people! Yes!
1: <laughs> uh, should we go into emails then?
3: Yes. Go for it.
1: So, Oculus Sinister has emailed in saying, Relics of all crew, hey guys, what do you think about the loss of the signal of capture mechanism in Guild Wars 2? Oculus Sinister, and that was him saying the signal of capture. I think you mean the signet of capture. But...
2: It makes me a little sad, but I understand why they did it. I absolutely love putting on my signet of capture and going out hunting for a specific monster. I I think it's great in the spirit of adventure.
3: Yeah, It's also great in the spirit of busy work, work, in my humble opinion. Um, But, yeah, I don't know. It was kind of fun, but I don't like the whole Pokemon Mega Man capture their skill thing. The kind that they had in Guild Wars, it felt really like you can't really um, be competitive until you get that skill, until you get to that portion of the area. That's why I really liked why they introduced uh, Elite Tomes and whatnot.
1: I actually quite agree with you there. It always felt a little bit gimped on a new character until you got to uh, the point where you had, you know, a certain percentage of the elite skills at any, at any rate. And it seemed invariably the elite skill that you wanted was right at the end of the game. Mm-hmm. Um, Take, so, for example,
3: Soul Twisting.
1: <sighs> so you, were, you weren't really viable until you'd done all the stuff that you needed people's help for. Yep. Which just, yeah. So elite tomes were really good in that regard.
0: I'd be glad if I could buy an elite skill from the uh, downloadable content store. That'd be nice. He's
2: back from the dead. <laughs> well, you can you can pay to <laughs> unlock all your skills, and then you can use your tomes.
0: I was, yeah. just, That's true. I was just joking. I'm not oh. serious. About you.
2: <laughs> okay.
1: <laughs> um, I'll go kick Ryan in the head again. Anyway, uh, Ben Federer says I love the power glove. It's so bad.
2: It's so bad. It's good. Yes.
1: Yes. Um. Do you know what? I don't actually get the reference properly, but never mind.
2: There, there was, was a, a crappy, movie about it. Yeah, yeah. It was, okay. 80s thing.
1: See when I read that I see I think of G from Invaders in my head. It's like I love tacos. <laughs> I love so bad. <laughs> yeah, that's what I think when I see that. So yeah. Um David Scott says, I want to publicly thank Saudi from the Relics of War Guild for having me finish War and Cryer last night. Thanks. Tag on.
3: Wouldn't it be Who's pronounced Saudi? Closed?
1: Saudai, it may be. Uh, this is why I can't pronounce people's names oh, no. on the radio because I just read it and just go, yeah, that's what it says, and it doesn't. So, but I know who he is, and he actually listens to my show quite a lot. I've seen him in game quite a bit. So, hi. Awesome. Yeah. yeah.
3: So, for those of you who don't actually know this, um, Saudai is is uh, I believe Mandarin for oh. sweep the floor, and it's a female yes. character. So, oh,
2: <laughs> <laughs> sexism. I'm- I remember him mentioning that on the forums
1: yes I do. now you mention it, yes okay I'm not going to try and pronounce the next name uh, Tiger you're brave you can go ahead and Cath. The
2: there you go go and read the email as well alright I was just <laughs> listening to episode 13 you were speculating on the Shatterer it's the Shatner thank you Glint is not the Shatterer the Shatterer is a rank There are multiple dragons, so if the shatter you played dies, it does not matter. It moves on to another dragon. I think this is cool because it seems like ArenaNet is keeping up on what it said on the MMO manifesto. If the boss dies, it's dead. I think this is how ArenaNet is doing repeatable non-storyline bosses in the persistent world. It would be interesting to see what ArenaNet has to say about only titles for bosses and mobs in the persistent world. Having them not matter if they die by using titles as opposed to names, the instance part of the world is a different story.
0: And Zinck <laughs> yeah, he... is good people. He's good people.
3: Also, you should uh, check out. By the way, if we ever say anything that's stupid, check out the next two episodes um, afterward, and we'll probably um, most likely uh, most likely admit our error and make ourselves look like fools in front of you. That's <laughs>
1: what we do. Also, we, we have do. brain parts from time to time, so, you know, it's good to write in and
2: correct us, just not, yeah. like, four episodes later. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but what he was asking about, all the bosses being in the Persistent World being ranks instead of specific people, I think that's really interesting, and I think he's onto something there.
1: Yep.
2: Because yeah. they, they were talking about the uh, the dredge. You go in and you kill the dredge chieftain, and eventually they'll elect a new or was that the Centaur chieftain? Somebody's chieftain,
1: centaur. and they'll
2: elect a new one. Yeah. Eventually, they'll—you kill him, but he'll be back because they elect a new one. Yep. Mm-hmm. So that really sounds like that's the road they're taking.
3: Also, you know, um, when we were speaking of the Shadow, you know, when uh we brought this up and we were talking about how it has a very glint feel. Mhm. I retract that statement. It looks a lot more like Realm of Torment. Mm-hmm.
1: Yes, I can see where you're going with that.
3: See, so, yeah, I would not be surprised if they somehow maybe um branch the role of torment story into Guild Wars 2 somehow through that avenue.
1: Maybe Glint's babies came from the realm of torment.
3: Maybe not. Maybe Shadow <laughs> and maybe like I don't know.
1: Fine then, Chaz. Just saying. Fine. Okay, you would
3: have your opinion, okay? Because I can't take that away from you.
1: That's alright, you could you could have my opinion's wrong.
3: If it's, it's not fine. my opinion, it's wrong.
2: I do think Glint has something to do with Kral Keturik because they're both all about crystals. Crack at the core.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's, That's my awesome. favorite pastime. <laughs> 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 what was it? B- Lunchboxes with crystal? That was the other one.
2: Yeah. <laughs> anyway. For the next email. Yes, I think so. Okay, we got one from Hunter. He says not to go off, not to get off into far-flung speculation territory. But I've been trying to figure out just why there's so much concept art of airships. I'm sure you've seen what I'm talking about—multiple beautiful pieces of art, clearly showing flying vehicles. It seems to fly in the face of ArenaNet's stated ambitions of more fully exploring the underwater world of Tyria. Can we look forward to air exploration as well? Or perhaps guild halls will be more akin to DDO's flying guild airships. Perhaps, perhaps it was only something they were considering before nixing the idea. Perhaps the airships have something more to do with a particular environment, dungeon, or other setting. What do you guys think?
3: Oh, f- I know. No, um, I think it's going. I think it's probably just going to be uh. I think it's probably just going to be one of those little things that it's in the concept art. We don't know if it's actually going to be in the game because concept art is shown, reshown, and scrapped throughout a game's development.
2: Well, you have to think so too about the. It'd be really the, cool. Um...
3: It'd be really cool about the airship thing. I think it's going to be more in the lines of Char or Azura territory because they looked like they were more of the steampunk race.
2: Yeah. But you have to remember the story of the um, the Codan too, and their sailing iceberg ship. That wasn't in the game until they created the the, um, the concept Ooh, wait, art sa- for it. And sailing the, iceberg ship. Yeah, the powers that be saw it, and they're like, "Oh my gosh, that's fantastic! We have to find a way to shoehorn this into the game now."
3: <laughs> well, we can only hope.
2: <laughs> Did we lose Tasha?
1: Uh, sorry, my phone, oh, the she... phone was going in the house, so oh, okay. I had to mute. It's all right.
2: What do you Even think me. about it?
1: Um, I think uh, exploration might be a bit much. However, it's, I don't think it's inconceivable that in 250 years that they've kind of worked out how to make blimps and at least allow them to go up the mountains easier. Yeah. Um, But nothing else. It, it looks really cool, and I can't
2: wait to jump off them. <laughs>
3: <laughs> my thoughts exactly, actually.
2: I'm glad to know I'm not the only person who enjoys hurtling herself off of the face of gigantic cliffs.
1: No, I do it all the time. I oh, mean, yeah. Ryan do it too. You can join the club. It's fine.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: If I could you know, um, get away with it in real life, I would do it. <laughs> this is not, a, this is not a, um, a note of suicide, by the way. Like, <laughs> it's just really fun when nothing is underneath you and you're falling, and knowing See, you're not going to die.
1: See, it's really strange. If I want to a, of tall buildings, I hate that. And I, I find it really hard to walk over glass bridges where I can see below me <laughs> that there's nothing. Well, yeah, but it's... jump myself off a cliff in a game, I'll happily do it. Yeah, exactly. So, anyway, let's just move on. Um, Aaron Fong said, uh, I have no PvE characters. I used to have some PvE characters, but I deleted them long ago. I have only played the PvP... PVP side of this game for the last year or so. I'm rank 8 hero, rank 1 champion, rank 4 gladiator. Congratulations sir. I'm also sitting on over a million in Keys, 34 gold Zeichen coins about 300k cash. I got this stuff off faction and reward points that were lying around. I'm also 0 out of 50 on the Hall of Monuments. I'm pretty much to so about anything but the first few missions of prophecies. The situation makes it pretty hard to to get my 30 or 50 in my Hall of Monuments. So, here are the questions. What's the fastest way for me to get 30 out of 50 in my Hall of Monuments? I don't care about money, but I don't want to buy some useless 10,000 Ecto mini-pet. Which is sensible, in my opinion. Uh, What's the best campaign for me to make my PvE character in? Are there any guides for getting me through PvE as fast as possible? How do I add monuments to my Hall of Monuments?
3: I say Ruby's Walkthrough here. Okay, so...
2: Hunter's is pretty good, too. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
3: But the first thing you want to do is you want to get make a PVE. I would say make a factions PVE character or a Nightfall PVE character, whichever one tickles your fancy, or the profession choice that you have in mind. Either way, get them to level 10, get them to Eye of the North. They'll be able to access the Hall of Monuments at that point, and just basically play through. Since you probably are a big PVP character and you have a lot of money on your hands, you can probably buy a bunch of skill tomes and whatnot and outfit your character, your PvE character, with every skill combination that you want to succeed in PvE. With that in mind, you can probably just zip through all the Eye of the North really quickly, get to level 20, and then just outfit your... and get all the what is it monumental tapestries so that you can access your Hall of Monuments. They'll get you to around 50 uh, Hall of Monument points. Since you have no, Rank won't. 4 Gladiator, it won't? What well, It will. No.
2: What? I'm at nine points, and I've completed all the campaigns. Just FYI.
3: Oh, no, no, it'll get you to seven out of fifty. Yeah. Just by unlocking the uh, monumental tapestries. Because yeah, it'll actually said give 50. you a point. Sorry, not fifty. Just seven out of fifty.
2: Okay. Continue.
3: And s- since you have a rank four gladiator, you'll be able to dedicate the- your PVP uh, P- statue into the Hall of Monuments. That's worth three points right there. So it'll be ten, you'll be ten out of fifty. Because you're saving on over a stack of a million z keys um you can easily sell those and to get your cash floating and then start buying either mini pets uh, um uh various cash sink armors hero armors or what's it called or uh, those weapons. weapons the weapons and i would say look at the Hall monument calculator look at what you want what you need study the market a bit just look at what everything is so you can just see what's the what's the, what's, the, what's the, the net mark. What's the margin of gain? Sorry, what's it? What would you say? It.
2: The profit margin. Yeah. Um. Keep in mind, you're gonna get more benefit from putting a little bit into all of, into all of the shrines than you will from putting a lot into one. So it's yep. good to diversify. Yeah. And your but PvP so sure stuff you that you put level. in there will give you a good number of points. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Yeah. You're actually in a really good position because you have over if what I'm hearing is true, you have a lot of Z keys, and you can convert that to cash really quickly.
1: Yeah, there's a lot of people wanting those right now, because yep. whereas if you're in a position where you don't really want to do the PvE to get your Hall of Monuments, there's a lot of people out there who enjoy PvE and don't want to touch PvP at all, and they want those Zai keys so they can do that. So yep. you're in a good position to transfer the stuff that you can across and get make everyone happy. Oh, definitely. So. But in terms of guides uh, like Ryan said there's Ruby's one on massively.com and it's also
2: hunter's one on his blog as well So yeah. go check those out hunter's guide just focuses on getting to 30 with as much with as little pain as possible but mm-hmm. he also writes from a PVE standpoint so you might want to take keep that in mind when you're reading through it mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. we got a couple of calls this week
0: <laughs> Oh he fossils, chief Captain
3: Martin Long's cuz, I just want to say, you're doing a really good job. I really enjoy the show. It's bro, and I wouldn't worry about Marty too
2: much. He gets a bit fired up. It's a bit deceptive, though, eh? He's really got a gentle soul. I really like the name, too. It's real appropriate, because you guys are awesome. (laughs) Cool. (laughs) Kind of a soft-spoken Aussie type?
1: I think he's more of a Kiwi, actually. Um... But yeah, I think I know who that is. So that was Captain Martin Long's cousin. I didn't actually catch the name. I'm gonna Ryan, call him Captain Kiwi. Where's Captain this? Kiwi. There you go.
3: Good
1: job. Captain Kiwi, that will do. Uh, and Captain Martin Long calls in our iTunes review as well.
0: Hey, this is Captain Martin Long. Just calling with your iTunes comments. <clears throat> this one is a five star from Falcon. He says this is the best Guild Wars podcast out there. The host and ensemble of, parenthetical statements, Shady Characters, make it a real pleasure to find out about all the latest Guild Wars 2 news, as well as tips and tricks for Guild Wars classics. Who's this kid in here? Anyway, <clears throat> the podcast goes into good depth and discussion about game content, while not being too overwhelming for the casual player. I would definitely check out this podcast, both if you're a long-time player or just curious about the game. P.S., I want to hear a debate between the Obama... And walking voices. Man, wouldn't that just be a political clash of the titans.
1: Damn it. <laughs> Martin Long went a little bit pirate towards the end, I think. Yar! Yar! I'd be
3: care about Obama. Yar!
2: <laughs> <laughs> thank you very, very much of- for that wonderful review.
1: Yes, thank you. I didn't actually catch who it was that called it in. Falgrim? Falgrim. Thank you, Falcon, for the review. Um, I don't know if we've had any more since uh, Martin Long called in, but if we have and we haven't read it out now, it'll be picked up in the next episode, so Mm -hmm. go do that Uh, on both sides of the Atlantic, please. That'd be cool. Um, Did I miss anything out, or are you good to go into the end bit?
2: Let's do
1: it. Okay. Uh, so, in closing, uh, if you want to go make your iTunes comments, go do that, we will read them on the show. Uh, Rex is also compiling, compiling a Guild Wars community list, so if you are an online resource out there, get in touch with us, we'll put you on our list. Um, our Guild Wars guild is also recruiting. Uh, head on over to the Relics of War forums for the application process. We also have a Steam chat, uh, a Steam group, so if that is your cup of tea, do go head in there, see what other games people are playing. If you want to get a hold of us or send us mp3s, you can email relicsoforr relics at gmail.com, or you can call us at 708-202-9262. Do that, and uh, we'll play with the Google Translate and make fun of you if it does strange stuff with your voice, but generally, it's fine. It may be called cool crack at the court, but <laughs> we'll, we'll get good, good times out of it. We're also on Twitter and Facebook, and head over to the forums for more discussion and getting pro tips. And at this point I have to say thank you uh, to Jim of Pig for helping me out with my underworld conundrum this week. Thank you. Uh, you can stay tuned for another pro mashup from Sea Scroll Run. And I want to give a big thanks to Guild Wars 2 Guru, uh, ArenaNet, Doghouse Systems, and of course you, the lovely listeners, for keeping us you know, doing the show every week and I'm also going to say get well soon to Ryan um, who's hopefully will get out of his box by next week. We <laughs> hope.
3: <laughs> we hope. Thank you. We hope. He is pretty um, much Houdini.
1: I don't know, we'll set Uriah on him I'm sure that Uriah can do a pretty good dog pile and keep him knocked down for a little week. <laughs> <laughs> I when uh, so,
3: gets out of the box and he's crawling up to shore, Uriah just pounce, jumps on him. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Or <laughs> well, you find that, you know, your has been like hit, you know tinkering with it and instead of it just being a normal padlock It's now got like nuclear uh power security style on it, the front of it, and you okay. just can't get out at all.
3: Yeah, Ryan's screwed.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> so I think it's wheel of morality time, Chaz. Wheel of morality. Wheel of morality. Turn, 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 turn.
3: Show us the lesson <laughs> that we should learn. It's you. Me? Oh. Yeah.
1: That's why <laughs> I, I was reading. You it. said it was you. <laughs>
3: uh, uh, why are you picking on the Canadian? I don't know. I don't have any. Because deal. you're
1: a Canadian and that's what we do.
2: And you just fell out of bed.
3: <laughs> Pretty much. I don't know. When you're drunk, the people at Denny's are awesome.
2: <laughs> that's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> I'd we call that a wrap. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Okay then, uh, I'm
2: Tasha. I'm Ty Grafitte.
3: I'm Chaz. And I'm right. Sorry if I hurt you with anything I said.
0: Sorry when you needed me. I chose myself instead. I was wrong.
3: It's time for the weekly mashup. This is where we play you the best bits from previous episodes because you were too busy. A. AFK dancing at Pink Day in LA. B. Breeding unicorns, trying to make more pink dye. C. Selling all your mini pets and kamadan. And D. Designing a bot for Bergen Hot Springs.
0: Let's get on with the show. I just started a podcast called The Face Roll Show and the very next one is, Hey, that sucked, but here, check this out. This is Relics of Orc. <laughs> Who cares? Even my mom wouldn't be interested in that. Next time I play, I'm going to go sniff some roses. Screw you gold spammers. You suck. Here,
3: let me just translate that for you. 1001100110011002.
0: <laughs> yeah, good luck trying to screw me up. 5 567983 pipe. Someone's going to write in, they're going to be all, I have a prehensile tail.
1: I am a pack rat. A what
0: do snarl. you little bastards eat that requires such sharp teeth? Well, since we're talking about it, I have got really pointy incisors, so it's great because when my nephew was little, I could pretend I was a vampire and it used to really scare him. I actually have really sharp teeth too.
1: Well, your face is wrong.
0: <laughs> That's kind of be the comeback of this the uh, episode. Your face is wrong. <laughs> yeah, I know, man. I really miss hearing.
1: God damn it! I'm gonna start a cliff jumper society. Oh in man, games.
0: I'll be right there with you. If you saw me in WoW, I made a priest for a specific reason, and that was that I could jump off of crap and just float my way down.
3: Good news, everyone! It was a splitting success.
0: I'm the Doppler Effect that's my spot you know some big monster is attacking my buddy over there who's raining hellfire and brimstone on him and I've got an axe but if I call his mama a name he's gonna come after me sure
1: the mesmas are MILFs people will do that regardless whether we're right or wrong there will still be someone who goes you guys are knobheads
0: also you're loquacious as hell look that up bastard a word used a lot in our homes usually when I remove my underwear
1: you want you want a hero named
2: after you yeah and a person come on to too.
0: you know how awesome I am I deserve it or or the smithy could be a guy who stands all the way across the room and shouts at you hey how's the rash check this out in your 1080p what oh my god what's it doing to me I got a cold now I will try and uh, read this email now with as much respect toward French people as possible so here it goes oh <laughs> oh god there's two Joe Bidens this world's gonna okay. die but Are you sure yeah. Captain
1: yeah. Martin Long hasn't been behind that one?
0: And then realized I actually still had Skype on mute from when my wife went to the toilet five minutes ago. And she was weeing that loud that I had to mute it because I thought you might hear. That's well done. Brilliant. Thank you. Yeah.
1: Can I just say epic fail right there? Yeah,
0: you can. The end of this show, like, it's going to go quiet. And then all of a sudden you're going to hear Smithy say, can I be the whole